I realize your guys' show is for the lore, which means I can actually for the lore, and it almost works. <laughs> You're listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Joining Roger is Joe, writer from WoW Insider and World of Maticus, and Vince from Massive Nerd. Hello and welcome to For the Lore. This is Roger coming to you on Tuesday, a day late, December 20th. We are nearing Christmas, and so it's time to do our best of the year. So we're going to be running through a whole bunch of different games. There's also a little bit of news that we're actually going to be covering as well. But before we do that, gentlemen, I would like you to raise your glasses. I would like to propose a toast. I had a fantastic year with you guys. It's been fun, same as always. So, salute. Salute to my dysfunctional and loving family. <laughs> I like you guys better than my own family. <laughs> so do I, but don't tell anybody you said that. Your gaming crew is the family you choose and That's are often right. stuck with, like herpes. So, as you can see on the screen, for anybody who is in our audience, I've got uh, Star Wars up right now. We have been fortunate enough to be in the early access, some of us for longer than others. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> uh, my son and I got in on Tuesday. Uh, Vince, you got in on Tuesday as well, didn't you? Correct. Yeah. So we've been having a friggin' blast. Um, there's been some problems. There's been there have been some cues, which that's a pain in the ass, especially when the client, which we've bitched about before, crashes on you once you've been in the game for a half hour. Sorry, in the um, the queue for a half hour, and then you're stuck in another half hour queue. Granted, some other queues really we shouldn't complain too much. The oceanic ones are like <laughs> one to two hours long, so. I guess Two we got hours every night on Swisher, baby. Yeah, so I guess it's not too bad. That being said, apart from that, I mean, there's been a few hiccups, but in terms of uh, a, a launch, I, I'm, you know, I had my problems initially when you're a week before release and you're just setting up you're trying to change the delivery date with your retailers, you're doing it wrong. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that, but you got to give them props for getting on their they're, they're just really trying to get it out as soon as possible and to do everything right and to make changes as they see fit um, or as need to be. And really, in terms of stability and whatnot, there's been some lag, but nothing compared to a lot of the other launches that we've seen. I've seen smoother launches, but not with this much population. Yeah, because they were yeah, that... saying, I think, 1.5 million were in early access. Yeah, right away, and that's that's crazy. So it's been good, and I mean, my son and I have been putting in quite a bit of time. We have, he and I have been playing our, Imper I'm playing an Imperial agent, and he's playing a bounty hunter, which is, dude, an insane team. Okay, <laughs> There's we, nothing you can't kill oh with enough snipers. Oh my god, we've got, and I went the sniper route, my son is is uh, tanking and then we've got Calio off tanking essentially because I, I'm sometimes I put her in DPS but for the most part off tanking 
That way my son doesn't take all the damage. And then we've got Mako out healing. And I got to say, I'm actually impressed with how well Mako's healing. Really, for a companion, we've done um, four-man heroics. The, and we never wipe. We came damn close, but we never actually wipe. That's pretty damn good. And then it makes it so that, you know, if you don't really want to heal, because healing is not the funnest in this, you don't have to. So I'm a fan. Yeah, I started up uh, my Inquisitor, uh, went uh, Assassin spec, and actually Tank spec Assassin. And like like I said uh, in a couple episodes ago, it's kind of what I did with my Shadow when I first got into beta. And it's cool as crap. And now that I'm actually, you know, reading up on it and learning about it instead of just winging it, because, ah, fuck it, it's beta. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> it's a it's a really cool tanking style. Like, it's, it's sort of reminiscent of a Death Knight in uh, World of Warcraft. Lots of... Uh, Focus on avoidance instead of pure mitigation. Not that many cooldowns, but huge damage, high threat generation, and a lot of self-healing, which is pretty cool. And it's just, it's cool as crap. And, you know, setting Chemval on DPS mode instead of tanking mode is just punishment for any enemies in the way. But I gotta say, you have your complaints with Corso. I am getting sick and tired of fucking Lunk behind me, always getting in the way when I'm trying to loot. This dude is 500 pounds of ass, okay? <laughs> uh, this is funny because we're talking about not that many bugs, and look at this. I'm running around, <laughs> and I don't have a speeder on me, and I'm getting attacked by a stupid droid, and I can't attack. <laughs> Come on, go faster! <laughs> and my Bowdar is gone. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is my smuggler. I also got a smuggler up to 26, and... It's funny because when I played the smuggler in beta, I, I only leveled him up to like six or seven, not too, too high. And I just, I wasn't digging the storyline as much at the time. Now, my son played one to 10 when we uh, when we were playing. I was playing my trooper and he was playing the smuggler and he absolutely loved it. And at that point, I started to like it more because I saw more of it. And they also did some tweaking on the quest. Excuse me. That being said, though. I've been playing him now more than my Imperial agent, and I am loving his quest line. It is phenomenal, and especially depending on how you play it. If you're playing it where you're typically a good guy, but you still aren't afraid to get your hands dirty kind of thing, you will have a blast. The quest line's amazing. And what I like especially, and this is something that Tristan and I were talking about on the Droidcast, the last one, is that more so than any of the other classes... Your ship actually matters. The entirety of your quest line leads to you getting that ship back. So when you finally get it, it's like, woohoo, I got my ship. And it's epic. When you're walking out onto that tarmac and your ship is wait, it is friggin' epic. So whereas like with the counselor, it's like he's here's the keys to your new ride. And that's it. It really doesn't matter much. Even with the Imperial Agent, it's like, oh, you got a promotion. Here you go. You got you need to ship now. Though the Imperial Agent ship, holy crap in hell. Cool as shit. And then the, the Bounty Hunter is a little bit more integrated because it's basically you steal it. It's a tradition. <laughs> bounty Hunters go steal your ship. So that was fun. Hell yeah. But the Smuggler one just leads up to it for two planets. So when you finally get it, and all you've been talking about throughout all of the quests is just give me my ship back. <laughs> when you finally get it, it's like, oh my god, how satisfying was that? Not saving the galaxy, not getting Who revenge. Cares? No, just like a spaceship. Dude, it's the ultimate nod to Han Solo. It is. It really honestly is. It is. All it's... it was missing was a poker game. 
It is absolutely fantastic. And that being said as well, too, I've now been inside of the consular ship, the Imperial agent ship, the bounty hunter ship, and now the, the smuggler ship. By far, the smuggler ship is awesome. I absolutely love the layout. I, I love the look of it inside. It's a great ship. So, so yeah, so we've been playing the crap out of this. You've been playing your bounty hunter, Joe, right? I love my bounty hunter <laughs> Dude, my, so much. So, my son does, too. <laughs> It, it is my happy spot. Like I log in and I'm doing things and I'm, you know, Billy Badass and I'm giggling. Like Renee's sitting on the couch watching Harry Potter and she just hears me. <laughs> like there's one part in the story where I got jumped by like a, a, a handful of guys and I just murder them. Like absolutely, inequivocally, just just murder them outright. And there's like seven to one and I just completely mexican standoff and killed every so single so powerful it's unbelievable my son does a crap load of it's DPS. hysterical yeah but i like i two shots two shots leveled seven people it was literally seven and two strokes and i'm sitting there giggling at the wanton death and destruction that i have just unleashed uh, in the middle of uh drummond cause and I'm just giggling like a little kid. It's like it's the greatest gift ever. Um, the, but the, it's the storyline is really good too. Have you actually finished is. the storyline on no. Drum and Cast? Okay. No, I'm I'm getting I'm getting to that point. I'm actually uh, I'm at the part where I'm infiltrating the uh, the rogue uh, lord's uh, estate mm-hmm. and okay. collecting the bounties. So I'm at that yeah. point. That's where I got up to. And I've actually, thanks to the kind people on the Ebonhawk server, I found an amazing group last night at two o'clock in the morning that completely RP'd the hell out of all the quests that I needed to get done in all the heroic zones in that area to progress my storyline a little bit further and to kind of show me where I needed to go. And it was absolutely fantastic. It was probably one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. And it was before the game officially fucking launched, essentially. You know, I mean, how awesome is that? I mean, it's not even like the first full day of it being out there. And there's just such an amazing group of people. So for everybody that I grouped with last night, if you happen to listen to the show, which I did plug in group after we were done, (laughs) thank you. Awesome. I actually, I've been meeting some people as well. Um, I've actually been meeting more people on the Republic side because I'm playing my sm- my sm- smuggler solo, whereas when I'm playing with my son, I tend to just shut up and I play with my son kind of thing. But I've been meeting some people that, like, every single time I log in, we're chatting, we're having a blast. Really amazing people. So it's been it's been great. So we, we lucked into a very, very good server. Now it's just a matter of getting our guild set up. If you, Which will be done tonight. Yeah, yes, I was running. You didn't see me there. <laughs> yeah, you're not very good at this game. Okay, I didn't realize that there's a freaking stretch between Tatooine and the next town there. Well, the I'm, space I'm sorry, Vince. Not all of us could have spent how long playing the beta and learning our way around the yeah, fucking really. place? All I know is I never turned around to see an entire herd of womp rats chasing me. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I was I, there was a freaking, like, a, 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 what was it, exhaustion. So you can't just speed across from one town to the other. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I went and bought that freaking speeder so that I could do just that. Because Tatooine is huge. All right. I was on, when you're on your starting planet, like Ord Mantell or whatever, it's like, it's it's a fair size considering it's the starter 
area. I mean, comparing to starter areas in like WoW, it's fairly big. And then you get to either Drummond Cast or Coruscant, and then you're just like, holy, like there's a ton of space there. It's nothing. Head over to freaking Terrace or Tatooine. These places are massive. And oh, then yeah. don't head to Terrace. Terrace is. <laughs> amazing terrace is freaking i i loved it the only thing i didn't like about it is it's that you know it reminded me of of uh Negran in outlands in that you don't want to actually be on foot while you're there because of all the crevices and crap you want to fly over everything and terrace is like that there's all these walls in the way and bits of the ebb inspire <laughs> spaceship all over the place and then you're just having to go around everything i just want to fly over it's freaking star wars you're telling me i can't have a jetpack or something but the, bounty hunter. the lore on terrace was f oh my god it was amazing the quests that you're doing and stuff like i mean and we've been finding that a lot too with a lot of the quests you've got the the you know the fun silly ones as well but then You've got the downright disgusting ones. Like, again, we talked on the Dirtcast. Tristan and I were doing the one, and, and uh, Joe, you'll know this one, where the bounty hunter one, where you have to get the heads for Nemro the yes. Hutt. <laughs> yes. You have to get the head of an accountant and give it to his wife. <laughs> and it's like you can hear the squishing as he's cutting it off. <laughs> so there's that. And then when you get onto Terrace, there's... Um, there's a whole bunch of the people that had to go underground to escape the rock ghouls. And so it gets to be a situation very similar to Battlestar Galactica, where it's about counting the amount of people that are left so that you can repopulate the planet. And they start referring to younger women, not as women, but as childbearers. They lost yeah. two childbearers and it's like, holy crap. So, oh, I've just... At this point here, nothing but freaking win for this game. I am so happy we're playing this. It it surpasses my 15 minute rule. And I, I have a fast 15 minute rule for every game I play. You literally have 15 minutes of me touching down into this game to absolutely pull me in. And I'm not just pulled in. I'm down the fucking rabbit hole on this one. I'm, you know, scrutinizing my choices. It doesn't fit with my character. Oh God. You know? Yeah. And that's what I love. I love, I love the questing. I love the fact that I care about, uh, the questing. You know what? Every <laughs> single choice I and that's that's the thing. Like if I can question <laughs> WoW all I want, and you know what? It doesn't matter to me. It's a, there's it's an objective and a conclusion. There's no choice, but I control the outcome, and that is so awesome. There was a, a quest where um, I'm sent in to deal with a, a bunch of slaves that are, are revolting. Um, they've they've they gone through. Yeah, oh, ho, ho. Um, and it turns out that they've uh, they've try to follow the ways of the Sith and gain freedom through power by yeah. murdering other slaves. And so my character's sitting there and he's staring at this huge guy with all these scars and burn marks and, and everything else. And this guy's and he's just looking at me. He's like, wow, this guy's a lot bigger than I am. Probably has some force sensitivity because he's wearing a really awesome shot collar. I am a guy with two guns. I don't know if I'm going to come out of this fight in one piece. I'm going to punk him off. So my character sits there and tells him, Hey, by the way, jackass, wrong choice. You're doing it wrong. Stop doing it wrong. And that was I absolutely hysterical him. to me. And it was like, but it fit my character. And then I saw somebody else later than we were talking about it in that RP group where they chose to embrace them and tell them to go forth. 
and it was like just completely different outcomes and it was absolutely amazing what's cool is that well not cool what's 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 telling is that if you are in a group and of course i'm always group with Tristan you see how when it comes time to make choices the there's a timer you only have so much time to make your choice and then after that you you don't have a choice anymore mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because I have sat and stared at the screen <laughs> for several minutes on a tough choice thinking does my character want to go down this path it's a freaking game, and I'm trying to decide just how evil my Captain Mal is here. Okay, is he actually going to do this or not? And I, it, I, I literally pause for a few minutes and go, "Crap, what the hell? I really want those red eyes, but do I want him making this kind of choice? Probably not." <laughs> that's <laughs> Holy why. I, crap. That's why. That's why I use that UI option to turn off the light and dark side. Oh, I, I don't. So I can so I can focus entirely on what I would want my character to do and not worry about points. the reputation gains. Oh, I can't. I have what to happens know. happens. No, no, I can't. I, I I have to know because I have to somehow balance it out as well. I need to figure out. Okay, well, because even if you've made like. 1,000 points worth of evil choices. If you've made 2,000 points worth of good light side choices, you're then at 1,000 plus, essentially. So you're not going to get your evil eyes. So I'm having to really play the numbers game in addition to worrying about his morality <laughs> clause and everything. So it's a little bit trickier when you go that route. Because again, there still are no... Um, benefits to playing the mill road yet they said they're going to work on that but as it stands now there aren't so it's kind of really tricky and just See, to throw me. it out there go ahead am i the only one who's hit the f5 key to try to quick save because <laughs> yeah. i get so engrossed yeah. in it, i forget i'm yeah. playing an mmo i there's <laughs> I've, I've done that a couple of times yeah i've <laughs> i've failed missions when you are doing your class specific stuff and you fail it'll bounce you out sometimes of your green zone and then you got to go back in again and it's funny because the other time you go back in it's like crap i didn't know that was going to happen i'm going to pick something else this time <laughs> <laughs> so no it's oh man nothing but win so far i mean we we've again there's been a few bugs but overall we've had a blast so moving away from there let's talk about some of the best stuff that we have seen this year now actually so this is as we've said before purely subjective this is these are our opinions in terms of what we think kind of thing uh, some of them we've played right through some of them we have and some of them is based on what we've seen through it so like case in point uncharted 3 i have not had the chance to play it not for lack of wanting to i just haven't had the chance to to play it yet but i will but i mean it, it doesn't take a genius to <laughs> appreciate from what we've seen that it's an amazing game so we'll start off with the PC games. Now, again, this too, I basically shot a whole bunch of stuff on here. Not necessarily the best for each category, just grabbed a whole bunch of stuff. And seeing as I didn't have any help from anybody, <coughs> this is what I put in. Got as much as you asked for. Yeah, well. Really? Joe? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got as much as you asked me for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, heaven Dude, forbid you should I'm freaking actually volunteer to help with this. And I'm glad he did because I could not do it. I'm sorry. All right, whatever. Whatever. All right. So, best PC game of the year. So, I slapped in there Skyrim, of course, Portal 2, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Minecraft, and Witcher 2. So, Vince, we'll start with you. What do you think? Or, well, if you as, think it's something else, go ahead and say so. 
Well, seeing as any of the games I've played on this list haven't been on PC, <laughs> this is a little difficult. But um, what have you played on PC this year? Um, bunch of Steam games. <laughs> Steam games that were on sale ago. from yeah, really. <laughs> well, without without an MMO to play, I haven't been spending a whole lot of time in front of my PC. I mean, you want me really want me to say freaking DC Universe Online? Is well, that what you want from me? Because it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, you did play it. So, fair is fair. So I'm going to have to judge based on the games themselves, not necessarily the PC version. And on that criteria, Skyrim. Okay, Joe? Believe it or not, I'm going to go with one that was not originally released on the PC, but has made its way there. And through that, allowed me to purchase it from many, many people. I'm going to give best PC game of the year to Bastion, actually. Right. Um, because the port of it was phenomenal. It was well done. The controls were well laid out. And it just released its DLC for free for all PC users. Yeah. My son came downstairs and he said, you know about the dreams? He says, you know about this? There's a new one. And I went, yeah, I know. <laughs> we kind of were already talking. Did you forget? I kind of do a podcast already on games. <laughs> but he was psyched all the hell. And that's the first thing I go upstairs. He's playing Bastion. So he's happy. I would actually have to give it to Skyrim. I mean... Yes, Bastion was justifiably awesome, but when you look at the breadth of what Skyrim is, and I am an Elder Scrolls fanboy. I have no qualms saying that whatsoever. So having loved both Morrowind and Oblivion, and then coming to this, which is so far advanced from both of those in so many different ways, it was not the best port by any stretch of the imagination, but I still loved it the best. Now, that said, in terms of just strictly awesome without having to worry about it being a bad port or anything, that would be Portal 2. But in terms of just the game, I would I would have to give it to Skyrim. So PS3, once again, Skyrim, Batman Arkham City, Portal 2, Uncharted 3, Big uh, Little Big Planet 2, Infamous 2, and L.A. Noir. Those are the ones I shot in there. Vince, what do you say? All right. Um, at risk of getting kicked off the show... And what little I've experienced of Uncharted 3, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I would put it behind Uncharted 2 overall. Just Really? No. So, yeah. yeah I, I actually I'm, agree with that assessment. I'm not feeling it. The story is still great. The characters are still awesome. It just it's, doesn't feel right. Okay. So what is so, your pick then? Uh, the other exclusives on the list, Little Big Planet, Infamous, haven't played either of those. So I'm actually going to go with Portal 2 quite simply for what it did to the PS3 and bringing Steam to the platform. Right. Okay. Joe? I am going to actually have to give it to a remake um, that was exclusive to the PS3, and that's going to be the Ico Shadows of the Colossus HD. Ah, um, yeah. It redid uh, two very classic games for the PlayStation 3 and did it in a way that I sat down and had that same awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping moment of when I first played those games when they were released but not only did my jaw drop, but my eyes were watering from how gorgeous the zones were and everything. Like, the remastery of it was something that I expected it to be good. I did not expect it to be this good. So, hands down, as far as PS3 exclusive titles go, I have to give it to Ico and Shadows of the Classes HD. Hmm. Interesting. 
All right. I actually, you know what? I, I played um, some of Infamous 2. I played a little big planet 2. I played the crap out of that. And um, the others I haven't been playing as much on my PS3. I would have given it to Uncharted 3, but now I'm going to have to check it out. But based on everything that I had seen, I could not wait to be playing it. So now I'm very curious what the what the deal is. I But I'm, I think I am actually more of a fanboy of that IP than you guys are as well. So I'm quite likely going to like it more than you guys do. Uh, I've never been as into it as others. Yeah. So for the 360, again, Skyrim's on there, Batman Arkham City, Portal 2, Gears of War 3, and L.A. Noir. Vince? Well, there's only one actual exclusive on here, and I don't play Gears of War. But uh, I have to say Skyrim, A, because it's an amazing game, and B, that shouldn't be possible. <laughs> that much game on one disc and seamless shouldn't be possible. Okay, Joe? And it works as compared to the PS3 version. <laughs> um i actually have a uh a, a kind of curveball um and it's the the shadow planet game which was an exclusive for xbox yeah. live i absolutely adore that game and it's one of those games where just like bastion and, and like it, for me indie games stole everything away from xbox this year and it was a mm -hmm. hard choice between uh everything that was out there but insanely twisted shadow planet um, was just phenomenal. The artwork was amazing. The sound was amazing. The controls were great. The story, the emotion that got there with literally no vocal at all was absolutely phenomenal. And no, ma like, no matter what the AAA titles are out, I still find myself diving into it. And that, for me, like, it just it sealed it up. For the fact that I keep going back into that game, it was just such a, a well-done experience, and it really was an experience. Um, that it, it, for hands down, best Xbox 360 game of the year. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it to Batman Arkham City because that has been phenomenal on the 360. I have absolutely loved it. So for me, that is definitely the, um, the top 360 game that I've played without a doubt uh in terms of we well there wasn't much for we that you could put on there <laughs> i mean i put on legend of zelda the skyward sword which i haven't had a chance to pick up yet but i am dying to pick up an epic mickey as well i know you played epic mickey uh, joe did you get a chance to try skyward sword yet i've gotten to play skyward sword i actually really enjoy the game um epic mickey you was... sound surprised i i skepticism right um epic mickey was an epic letdown I'm going to say that straight out. There's a reason why you can pick up the collector's edition at Walmart for $22 now. Um, it's not a very good game. And they threw out everything about it that would have potentially made it this awesome, twisted game. Um, all this art assets that they had to make uh, these very adult, very dark, sinister versions of their world, they threw out and went very cartoon and childish. Um, which is, while it's great and that's fine... It just ruined the IP. Um, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, I was really excited for. And every time I'm really excited for a game, the very first time I put it in, I get very nervous. But everything about this game is fantastic. Even the motion controls are incredibly easy to get used to and, you know, work around. And that, to me, is phenomenal because it doesn't take you out of the game to worry about flailing around your living room. 
Um, the story is phenomenal. The art assets are great, even for the Wii. Um, it's got great visuals. The nods to the other games uh, that you see later on down the line that are hidden in the game are phenomenal when you see them as well. Um, there's a nod to the great Deku tree. Um, there's all sorts of little tiny things in there that make it just a phenomenal uh, exploration experience going through the world and just learning what they has to offer and seeing everything like that is just fantastic it's so hands down best Wii game of the year legends of zelda the skyward sword vince what's a Wii? okay that's what i figured okay moving on <laughs> best handheld game so we got infinite infinity blade super mario 3d land super brothers sword and sorcery pokemon black and white and the legend of zelda ocarina of time 3d yes that is a remake but it deserves to be on there in my opinion vince professor layton and uh, the last specter not only is it the best professor layton game yet which is saying a lot because unwound future was amazing once you're done you have an entire hundred hour rpg that you unlock, that you can play as, as like an old school style RPG in the Professor Layton universe. That's actually a very, very good call. Yeah. Joe? Uh, Vince beat me to it, bastard. Um, I agree. <laughs> I honestly agree. It was by far the best handheld game that I played this year. Um, a close runner up was the re release of Chrono Trigger, uh, but by hands down, Professor Layton. Okay, I actually, my vote would have been for Infinity Blade just because of what it did for iOS devices. Um, it's not the best game per se to, to play through. It's very, it's very repetitive and whatnot, but just for what it did and what it promises then for future gaming, I think it was a, a huge leap forward. So for that, I gave it the, the nod. Um, Sword and Sorcery was just freaking amazing i mean taking it to the other spectrum other end of the spectrum with the the, the little 8-bit kind of stuff and but it was just such an amazing little game so that that would have been another one i haven't tried the ocarina time 3d because i don't have a 3ds but <laughs> i i was hoping i might have gotten one earlier this year but i didn't so moving Sorry, on Best MMO of the year. So I put down World of Warcraft, of course, DC Universe Online, uh, Lord of the Rings Online because of the changes this year, which boosted uh, how many people are in there, and Star Wars The Old Republic because it is out this year and it has the beta's been out for a while and people, a lot of people have been playing it. So, Vince? As much as I hate to give it to a game that has just come out and is, quote, unproven, yeah, Old Republic, come on. Joe? I'm actually torn, and it's not with World of Warcraft. Um, it It's a tie for me between Star Wars The Old Republic and Lord of the Rings Online. And the reason I got to say that is because the way that Lord of the Rings Online is advancing the story is engrossing me just as much as the way, you know, I'm starting to get into Star Wars The Old Republic. Also, I don't think I've had enough time to let Star Wars The Old Republic take my soul yet. Um, so I have to give it a tie between the two. I think I've put more time into Star Wars than I have World of Warcraft and DC this year, which is saying a lot. And that's not counting the beta. Okay. I, without a doubt, it's it has to be the Old Republic. And I have put countless hours into WoW. I mean, tons and tons of hours into WoW. And it's funny how in so short a time span, the Old Republic has replaced wow entirely now anybody who has been a serious wow player okay someone who when you're not playing wow you're thinking about wow <laughs> you know who you are people okay um 
that was how much I wanted to play. Now, I'd reach points periodically where I'd need to take a break, but I still would come back and then just want to play all the time, same as before. And I had fun with DC Universe Online when it first came out, had a blast with it. The only problem is once it was done, it was done. It did introduce some new things, but then there were still some problems that a lot of things were still fairly archaic and didn't feel quite right. Lord of the Rings Online, unfortunately, I never was able to get into it nearly as much as you, Joe. I, I tried, but I wasn't able to. And yet this here, I am hooked i'm loving every aspect of it and yes a lot of the gameplay is reminiscent of a little bit older wow which they're working on fixing constantly and up updating kind of thing but just in terms of the story and how much you get involved and how much you feel for your character i i have to even though it's only been out for a while based i would give it the game the mmo of the year based on the freaking beta how telling is that so, moving on, best independent game. We've got Bastion, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet, Minecraft, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, and The Binding of Isaac. Vince? This is really tough, because I'd also put Terraria on that list. But, okay. Uh, I, it, and it's not because like it's there's no good choice. There's too many good choices, but I have to give it to Bastion. Okay. Joe? As much as I love Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet as a 360 game, Bastion did so much more as an independent game overall. The soundtrack, the release on the PC, uh, the market penetration that it had, the, the, the sheer scope of such a small team was able to put together and how far it was able to reach. Not since Torchlight's release have I felt that warm and fuzzy about a game. Um, and never has a game inspired me to buy copies of it for other people. Uh, as yeah, much you're as cheap this bastard. game, because I'm a cheap bastard, <laughs> um, but buying copies of Bastion for other people to play was very rewarding for me be, to hear the, oh my God, this is, why didn't I know about this game? Not only that, but to listen to the soundtrack that the game produced and to listen to something like Zia song and sit there and just tear up at a fucking independent game soundtrack is phenomenal. It's just the reach of this game is amazing to me and hands down the best independent game of the year. All right. I actually have to give it to them as well. I've played some of the other ones um, and I had a lot of fun playing them as well as other independent games. More so this year than any other years. Yeah, I'm not fighting those freaking elites. Screw that crap. I'm <laughs> run away. That's what my speeder's for. <laughs> the, the elites get tougher when you get to other planets or <laughs> by freaking tattooing, you don't fight the freaking elites unless you have to. So, uh, Bastion was a ton of fun. Like I was saying, I've been playing a lot more. I've been playing a lot more independent games because of my son, too. We're, we're picking up independent stuff, and we're playing them both on the 360 as well as on here. I had a blast with Limbo and other games, but Bastion was just... <sighs> Every aspect of it. There was it wasn't just that one part of it was like, oh, this is cool. No, it's like every aspect of it was awesome. But on top of that, they wrapped that all into a very unique concept as well. So they didn't just rehash what we've already seen time and time again. They created something new and then used nothing but awesome to populate it. So I mean, how can you not respect that? Okay, moving on. Best action adventure, Batman Arkham City, Uncharted 3, Assassin's Creed Revelations, and Dead Space 2, or anything else that you can think of. Vince. Goddamn Batman. Of course. 
Yo. Is there a question here? Yeah. Really? Honestly? It's well, I don't know. You man. liked Assassin's Creed quite a bit. I oh, did. Assassin's and Creed is number two. <laughs> it, exactly. But it's number two to Batman because it's freaking Batman. Uh, yeah. No, Batman, hands down. Yep, of course. Best RPG. We've got Skyrim, Legend of Zelda, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Dark Souls, Alice, Madness Returns, just for the hell of it, um, and L.A. Noir, or something else. Vince? Skyrim. Joe? Skyrim for RPG. Yeah, of course. Okay, I put strategy, and Vince is debating on me with me that Portal 2 isn't strategy, and that Professor Layton should win anyway, or should be nominated, but... I put it all in the same kind of puzzle strategy kind of thing. So I figured there, there weren't that many that I would put in there anyway. So Portal would win anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to actually move on to best moment in gaming later. Best DLC. I've got Portal 2 Peer Review, Fallout New Vegas, Old World Blues, and Mass Effect 2 Arrival. Or anything else that you can think of, Vince? <laughs> kind of based on the fact that it's actually the only DLC I played this year. I'm saying a lot because last year was huge for DLC, uh, Mass Effect Arrival. Oh, really? Okay. Joe? I, I didn't have a partner for peer review. Oh. <laughs> you got no friends. Um, Try being nicer to people. They all sold the game back, bastard. I had it. You could have played I with me, it. but no. No. Yeah, there, you were too were, busy were playing some sort of beta at the exactly. time. Exactly. That game. Uh, I'm actually going to give this to Old World Blues. Yeah? Um, it was one of the better uh, DLCs that I've played in a long time, and I felt that I got more than my money's worth out of it. Okay, well, that's that's the big thing right there. I actually, of course, would give it to Peer Review because it was amazing. It was absolutely fantastic. And not just that, but it really, really did not feel like it was just a, oh, here's a couple of, of uh, levels for you that we kind of just slapped together. It, it looked like it should have belonged in the actual game. It was it was that good. Absolutely loved it. Definitely. Uh, all right. So best character, and of course I'm mixing male, female, everything. Uh, we got Nathan Drake for Uncharted Three, the Joker, Batman, Gladys for Portal Two, and Wheatley for Portal Two, or somebody else that you are uh, think should win. Vince, Joker stole the show. I absolutely he the, the whole game was about him and just the pure craziness you got out of him and I, yeah of course Joker craziness but all the twists and turns and especially once you get to the end the way it all uh, wraps up Joker Joe hands down the joke the Joker Mark Hamill gives it his all I mean and considering that you know Star Wars is out haha um just he did such a phenomenal job and, and just you can't play that game and not hear the laugh of the Joker and get not get that chill down your spine period hands down Joker no I agree I agree it's uh he, he basically stole that game although that being said Nolan North as the penguin was friggin awesome too I God, Damn, I didn't job. even know that was him. Yeah, the, God, he was amazing in that role. Absolutely loved him. When they, like, I mean, it's there's nothing that man can't do either. Uh, best voice acting now, male or female. Mark Hamill for The Joker, Nolan North for Nathan Drake, um, Ella McLean for Gladys, Tara Strong for Harley Quinn, and Stephen Merchant for Wheatley. Vince? As we discussed a couple weeks ago, actually, and as great a job as Hamill did, Cave Johnson was one of my favorite things out of the entire year. So I've given it to J.K. Simmons. Okay. 
which I was going to put in there, and then at the last minute, it took him out. I, I have to agree with Vince. I honestly do. As much as I love Mark Hamill, oh, yeah, J.K. Simmons I, all the way. Cave Johnson was nothing but a voice, so <laughs> there Although, was no character to act. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that. I'm going to go with Logan Cunningham from You Bass know what, dude? I came this close. Oh, and this is yeah, me yeah, yeah, showing yeah. the size of Vince's dick, okay? I came that close to actually putting <laughs> it in there. And, uh, Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. And and I didn't because I really, really, oh, I wanted to put it in there. But then I thought, oh, we'll just put the big boys. But I, I have to. I have to. How did him, I forget I mean, that? Oh. Him as the character, him telling that story, from the very first time he opens his mouth, he... He embodies that, that character. He is that game. Yeah. And shaking hands with him and meeting him in person and hearing the difference in voice from what he is to what he can do, the range that that man has is absolutely phenomenal. I want him in more games. And not only that, hearing the wedding that he narrated was absolutely phenomenal as well. So best voice actor of the year is going to go to Logan Cunningham. Good call. Good call. I would have gone with that or actually Mark Hamill because I'm sorry. I'm still, yes, it's something that we've seen time and time again. Leave me alone, you elite. Oh, you're done. You're <laughs> I, uh, oh, get off the ground. Get off the I'm ground. I'm trying, damn it. Shut up. <laughs> so it, what? it's funny because uh, once again, oh, I'm running. Screw have you that. hurt him at all? No, I haven't. That's, a, that's the problem. EMP he just grenade. grenade in his face and his health bar didn't move. Yeah, but it's an EMP, so it's just I'm trying uh. to stun the bastard. Stay away. More Wookiee. God. Well, uh, I didn't actually freaking send him on a profession thing so that he'd help me. Dumb bastard. Where is he? <laughs> God. I um again, Mark Hamill, it's it's one of those things where in the same way. As a an actor who has um, been playing in the same role and been absolutely phenomenal in that role for so many years that they keep winning, you know, um, um, uh, um, what's the TV ones? Not the Oscars, the uh, the TV ones, Emmys. the Emmys. Yeah, uh, like we've seen some people who have won time and time again because of their roles, and then people kind of say, "Well, they don't deserve it anymore." But it's like, no, if they're still as good in that role, in my opinion, they still deserve it. And Mark Hamill is still amazing in that role so it's one of those where i think that it's still well deserved i think that it's still one of those things where i i mean when you listen to him and then listen to what he does with that role it's it's far and away from what he is that that denotes a lot of 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 talent in terms of what he can do with his voice so i would still i mean yeah logan cunningham was phenomenal and he'd be a very very close second but i'd still would give it to hamill uh, best graphics: Uncharted Three, Batman: Arkham City, Elinois, or Rage, or whatever else you can think of. Vince, uh, as I said in my review, Rage. Uh, the, it might not be the most uh, high fidelity graphics, but uh, the smoothness of it and the detail is unmatched. Okay, Joe, I'm gonna go with Batman on this one. Uh, the level of detail and everything from the tears in the armor to the damage you take to the to the environment that you're in to the damage you inflict upon your enemies. Um, there's a lot of attention to detail there that I, I think people miss because they're always in detective mode. Um, the game was absolutely gorgeous. Um, and as far as AAA titles go, 
um, as for best graphics, it's it wins hands down in my opinion. Okay, I give it to Uncharted Three, and I can say that based on the stuff that I did for the beta for them and whatnot, and the multiplayer, and seeing, of course, the in-game stuff, it is better graphic-wise. Uh, say what you will about the story, than Batman, in my opinion, I'm I'm playing Batman right now on the 360, and I'm still seeing that it would need a little bit more AA, that it's not quite as smooth as it should be. Whereas Uncharted is just drop dead friggin' gorgeous. Uh, best music. Do we even do it? No, no it's bashing. Build that wall and there build you go. it strong. Nobody else compares. A freaking independent game. Boys, oh, congrats. <laughs> I, it's it was phenomenal when it's when it's good enough that i want to play it on my music podcast <laughs> i mean that is how good that freaking soundtrack was so game of the year and then we're going to get to the disappointments of the year the moments of the year and the most anticipated of 2012 game of the year then let's see if we agree with the freaking oh we got an ad let's oh. pause <laughs> jesus christ no i hate ads really <laughs> Now's the time to have a drink, boys. <clears throat> this is why I normally play this on the laptop so that we don't have this problem. <laughs> but I thought it'd be fun just to have the old Republic on. All right, Shut up. That's funny. Okay, hold on a second now. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get the lockbox. That one. All right. Is Corso as annoying when you send him on missions as he is? No, he just says, uh, I think I can pull it off. <laughs> you better. It's VRH has gotten really friggin' chatty ever since the beta. You know what, dude? He's hilarious. However, the freaking droid that you get for the Republic is the C2N2. They, they screwed up with his voice so that if you're on the ship and you're talking to him or in a mission and talking to him or whatever, um, then he sounds like a droid. But they remove that gravelly kind of droidness from him when he's talking, when you send him on hmm. missions. So he just sounds like a normal dude. And he, dude, if you can listen to him and not picture Robin Williams, I'll be amazed. <laughs> it sounds exactly like Robin Williams. It's hilarious. Meanwhile, the droid on the Imperial side is freaking hilarious. Please don't deactivate me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't successful. <laughs> That's what I want out of a droid. <laughs> Not this lippy crap from my C2N2. <laughs> okay, so game of the year, we've got Elder Scrolls Skyrim, Batman Arkham City, The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword, Portal 2, Uncharted 3, and I slapped in Assassin's Creed Revelations, even though it doesn't belong there. Unless there's something else that you boys think. So, Vince. As of this weekend, I have put 80 hours into Skyrim. And that, I'm pretty sure, exceeds any amount of time I've spent with one non-MMO game without a break of several months in the middle. You know yeah, what? Total... I, would, I was going to slap in the Old Republic as well in there. Because I think Game of the Year, it's the game, it's being released this year. Mm -hmm. I think you could actually put a play for the Old Republic as well if you wanted to. I would still put Skyrim above it. Like, yeah, I spent, you know, 100 plus hours with... Uh, Dragon Age and Mass Effect, but that was with breaks in between, you know, playthroughs and whatnot. I have not played anything on my Xbox other than Skyrim since it came out. Okay, Joe? Uh, screw this list. I'm giving it to Bastion. Uh, really reach, now? Yes. The reach of the game, uh, the amount of influence it's had just in my opinion, 
uh, with the now the standard of independent gaming, as far as I'm concerned, um, the amount of money that I've put into it in order to uh, to make other people play the game that hands down makes a game of the year. I have spent more money buying Bastion for people than I've spent buying a single game for myself. That alone makes it game of the year for me. Impressive. Okay. Well, I got to give Most it to impressive. Yeah, I I'm very <laughs> torn between Skyrim and the Old Republic. Um in all honesty, I would probably flip-flop between the two of them given enough time playing one or the other because Skyrim has impressed me that much, but in the same way as an MMO, the Old Republic has impressed me, you know, just as much. There there are some things that are still wrong with Skyrim that you know, you wish would have been slightly different, but the same is true with the like the Old Republic in the middle of the air. <clears throat> well, you shouldn't have to be freaking tied to a stake and torched for killing a chicken (laughs) so um there's killing the chicken roger well i get lonely sometimes uh but i would Lydia's right there (laughs) (laughs) she's mean (laughs) so whatever you say my thing i would uh i would split it between skyrim and the old republic and honestly give me a month and i would i might very well say no it's definitely the old republic because i've been pumping in quite a few hours since um early access started and i am already seeing how i'm still not even scratching the surface because you can get to you know um level 16 fairly easily it doesn't take too too much time and get your ship and then be off of Drummond Cass or Coruscant moving on to the next planet but then once you start getting into your early 20s to mid 20s you see how that leveling curve is really starting to show and it's taking you a lot longer to hit 26 and and whatnot and so I can I can only imagine what it's going to be like once it gets to way later on which leads me to believe again there there's just there are so many quests and there is a lot of repetition in terms of you know the the non-class specific quest lines but there is still enough just pure class quests that you'd have to do on eight classes to be able to experience everything and then on top of that like i mean i'm considering playing a freaking jedi knight which i never would want to really (laughs) play just because i want to see how lord scourge fits into this it's going to be because i read revan and because of lord scourge in that novel and how large role he plays in it and i know he's a companion that you get for your knight i'm gonna have to play a friggin' knight just so that i can see what the (laughs) hell how does that fit into there and just so that i can slap him around and tell him to go do stuff because when you send him to go sell your stuff it looks like you're giving them a backhand so it's like i want to do that with lord scourge (laughs) go sell my stuff bitch (laughs) that's what i want (laughs) so that's for the game of the year that's what we're looking at now let's move on to our favorite moments of the year vince i'm putting you on the spot what was yours uh throwing a couple out there um of course the the mission and bastion with zia's song has to go up there um the ending to la noir uh, i know a lot of people were disappointed but i was riveted throughout the, the that entire ending sequence and the ass monster <laughs> that blew me away that was no pun intended. It's definitely one of my most memorable moments of the year all right joe crap um 
Okay, give me. I'll give you some time because I've thought about this. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a tough one. The once you start to get towards the end of the Thieves Guild quest line in Skyrim, and you are meeting with the um, the, the the goddess at the end when you are becoming a Nightingale, reminded me of all those phenomenal moments in prior. Uh, Elder Scrolls games where you are having these fantastic cinematics and you're really just absolutely sucked into the game and for that you know brief second you're that character and you're getting the new cool armor and you're talking to her and it's like wow and you don't get that enough in games where you're sucked into that degree and this year that for me was the moment where I was sucked in I mean I've had incredible moments up to date in beta with the old republic with some quest lines that just blew me away that i was playing till three in the freaking morning just so that i could finish but in terms of just the wow factor that that ending for the not the ending per se because fighting the old thieves guild leader eh, not so much but when you're meeting that goddess and you're 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 becoming a nightingale was just that moment for me that it was like oh this is why i love the elder scrolls in, in that vein, I do have one more, and that was uh, crafting the lightsaber on my consular. Oh, good one. Good one. Okay, Joe? I'm going to go twofold. Um, the, f- the first really awesome moment that I've had was in Skyrim when you're going to the, the voice of the world, uh, when you're going up the mm-hmm. mountain, and you can actually look over the mountain. There's a break in the snowstorm very temporarily. And you can see the entire world, Yo, not Jesus. from the map view, <laughs> but you can just see the world from the top of a mountain. And it, I have everything turned up to max in this game. Um, and it was just awe-inspiring. And literally, like, I sat there and just took my hands off the keyboard and mouse, and I just sat and said, damn. And it was just that type this of is, moment. This is what we've been waiting for in gaming. That, that yeah. level <laughs> of world in general. Yep. The second one I'm going to have to give is actually goes to Star Wars The Old Republic, and that's when the joke of all jokes and all Bioware jokes is inserted into the game from the Bounty Hunters in the first 10 minutes of gameplay, where they commented on how exactly useful Mako is. <laughs> I could not stop laughing when the one of the things is, wow, Mako, she's so useful. Is there anything she can't do? And then you go back to the Mass Effect and you want to stab the goddamn Mako, th- whoever created that horrid <laughs> monstrosity of a ship, and tear them into a thousand pieces. Like that moment was absolutely hysterical and probably one of my my second favorite gaming moments this year. Fair enough. Okay, let's move on to biggest disappointment of the year now. Vince. All right, uh, I'm giving honorable mention, and this has to be uh, brought up, to the two Castlevania Lords of Shadow DLCs that came out this year, Reverie and, God, I can't remember the second one, because for 10 bucks each, uh, I think there was a total of about an hour and a half of content, and don't get me wrong, I played it for a lot longer than that because they just ramped up the difficulty to such a point that you had to play it for several hours. But 20 bucks for essentially an hour and a half worth of content is despicable. All right, Joe. But, uh, oh, you're not done. Sorry, the actual disappointment of the year, and uh, this might be fairly unanimous, 
Dragon Age 2. Ah, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly That's why I, I had to go. put the runner-up in there, because I know we're all just going to say Dragon Age. You know, it's 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 so sad, because it's not like we don't have faith in the IP, in, in the publisher. We have faith, to a certain degree, in in Bioware. And, and it's it hits you that much harder then when, excuse me, when you come across something like this that you're so hyped for, and then it lets you down. And it's like, ah, oh, crap. Because you think about everything that it could have been and everything that you wished it could have been. And, and, and it's not that I don't have faith in the IP, because I do. I love that IP. I mean, crap, I love the comics of this. I would read more of the novels if more came out. I love that IP. And so this was just poorly put together piece of crap there were moments that were awe-inspiring uh same thing with moment of the year a close literally very close runner-up would have gone to when the tower of 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 mages was freaking blown up that was like really close because there's not there aren't many times when my draw will drop in a game and it literally dropped a little i was like oh my god that was amazing. And it's just disappointing that we didn't have more of that. Not that they had to blow up everything in the game, but more of that caliber of game throughout. I'm going to have to give a runner up, though, because, of course, the uh, Dragon Age 2 was just a horrible, horrible letdown. Um, if for nothing else that I felt like I was eternally in a Scooby-Doo episode. Um, but the runner up actually is going to go to Rage of the Firelands from World of Warcraft. Tier 12 was a huge letdown oh, in so many different ways. The level of content was horrible. The story integration was sad. Um, the zone itself was still buggy even now, and it's not even top of the line anymore. It was rushed content, and I'm sorry, Ragnaros should never have fucking legs. <laughs> You're still going on about that. <laughs> yes, I am. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't think ZZ Top when I'm trying to kill the Elemental Lord of Fire. The I had nothing but hate for Firelands from, from the beginning. And again, to me, it struck me as very, very lazy development. Because, and that's how I feel about, you know, um, about dailies as a whole. Oh, look at these. Are there going to be Jawas in there? I need to go find out. Um <laughs> actually i have that um but no if it's the um i gotta find it now Joa. dude i had to take a quest from a jawa in tatooine and it was like i wanted to exit out just to do it again just to listen to him how can you not hear jawa and not smile it just makes me happy um but no the uh the, the stuff that was going on in the um in 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 firelands was just such lazy development when you're making somebody oh you got to get 150 of these before you can progress oh that's not enough now another 150 oh this many and it's like shut the hell up it was ridiculous i absolutely hated it okay moving on most anticipated game of 2012 you don't necessarily have to agree with these choices but i put down Reckoning, which, if you listened to last week's episode, my copy is going to be on the way. Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> best outtakes in the middle of an episode ever. That's all I got to say. Reckoning, Bioshock Infinite, Diablo 3, Torchlight 2, Mass Effect 3, 
and I put Terra in as well for good measure. Vince? Mass Effect 3, but Reckoning is growing closer and closer with each thing I see about it. Okay, Joe? Hands down, Reckoning. Any world created by Ari Salvatore with art assets overseen by Todd McFarlane, uh, just created in, by somebody who had a hand, or help, I'm sorry, created with somebody who had a hand in Oblivion and Morrowind? Fuck yes. Give me this damn game now. Well, for me, it's actually Mass Effect. It has to be Mass Effect because I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean, you, dude, you know how many hours I pumped into Mass Effect Two? I, yes, I cannot wait for not just the resolution, but to see how my choices in one and two are going to affect three. That's that's one of the biggest things. It's not just the story, because, I mean, that has a huge impact on it, of course, but it's the fact that we are seeing in this something that we've hoped that we would see in other games where the choices that you've made, not just in that game, but in the previous games, are going to have an impact. So that I, I just can't wrap my head around how much that can mean. So... I cannot wait for Mass Effect 3. Terra, I think, would be my second runner. I mean, I, I can't yes. wait for Reckoning. Really, I can't. But Terra would be... Luckily, s- you don't have to wait much longer. <laughs> simply yeah. because of the healing class. That's the only reason. I mean, yes, I'm really? excited not, for not everything else. the political else. system oh. that's going to be ridiculously awesome? Excuse me. It, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be what's going to hold me in the game. For me... It's the ability to play a healer as something that's going to be just made of freaking win and finally make healing unbearably cool and fun. It's it's not even for anything else in the game. It's for that. It's for my freaking mystic. That's what, like, running up number two could have just been mystic. Not even terror, just mystic. And that would have been, that would have been all right with me. All right. Well, was there anything else that we missed that you guys think? Um, looking over my list, uh, I think covered everything important. Joe? I think I'm good. All right. With that, we are going to let you guys go. Want to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. We are going to be back again next week, either on the 26th or the 27th. We'll let you know as we get closer to those dates. But very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you guys so much for all of the support. I mean, it really means a lot to know that a, folks are listening, and <laughs> that they can stand us, and that they want to keep <laughs> coming back to listen and enjoy and have fun with us. So again, thank you all. Very Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Any ideas what you want the guild name to be? Because Joe has yeah. no freaking imagination. <laughs> As both of you are painfully aware, you don't want me coming up with names for anything. No girls allowed. That's what I thought. No cooties. I didn't like that one either because I didn't no, want you to get stabbed by Renee. No, no cooties. Just with that. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what my favorite one was? Hold on mm. a second. The, it would be with this. Oh. Knights who say, Utiti! <laughs> <laughs> we could totally do that.
I, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, that's... I could do that. <laughs> All right, knights who, knights who say Utini, let's see if it fits. All right, how do we spell that? Is that with a U or two O's? D-E-E. Roger already spelled it all out. I'm pretty sure he researched that one for a while. I didn't actually. You may want to research it. See if there's a subtitle. We don't want to offend the Jawas ancestors. Yeah, if you put too many O's, it actually means something completely different. My great beard! Knights who say scratching their ass? What? What? Also appropriate for our place. Just gonna throw that out there. You gotta put UTD in capsule. Knights who say UTD! With an exclamation point, Roger. Very much so. God. It's a good thing we didn't come up with this sober. God. I put up the comics post and then went to go tweet it and I was like, the fuck? You were the one that broke it. What did I break? What happened? Someone a bitch. Alright, hold on a second here. How can I make it look like it wasn't my fault? Microphone down. <laughs> Excuse me while I bash my microphone around. <laughs> like, why isn't he uh, responding? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shut up. What the hell was that? That was your fucking Walmart ad. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm seeing an ad too. Damn it. Kill the sound. Kill the sound. Aha. Yeah, normally I don't. Shut up! I can't get sound on it. <laughs> and it's lagging too. It's like. No wonder Hoogs is always so mad at us. <laughs> it is maddening. It's like they're just making fun of the way I talk. Oh, come on. Jeez, please. I don't love you anymore. Whoa! <laughs> echo, echo, echo. Yeah, echo. really. <laughs> Again, see, it's not like we haven't done this before. It's not like I should be prepared. You can do it! <laughs> Come on, little guy. <laughs> I'll just be quiet. <laughs> you won't know. <laughs> if I were able to be quiet, that is. Oh, maybe me. Oh, oh, I got an idea. Oh, hell. Pfft. What is that? What do you want? You don't have to be that way. I can start singing the music. That's okay. Sure. Quite. <laughs> Perhaps later. At work today, talking to a friend of me, I walk back from him, he's like, hey, I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, I am Orange Sphere. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse, that you said that, but I understood it. That is awesome. That's a t-shirt. Somebody needs to make a t-shirt out of that. <laughs> All things are in purple parallel. Yeah. Listen, buddy, <laughs> you didn't help with this list. <laughs> I just read it for the first time an hour and a half ago. That's because I wasn't feeling good this weekend. Shut up. <laughs> Wookie. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And uh, turns out one of the new hires uh, listens to the show, so shout out to Ryan. Ah, <laughs> very cool. Uh, He's a keeper. He's a keeper. Uh, <laughs> I, he, uh, he asked what I did in my downtime because he happened to see me on one of the gaming sites. So I handed him one of my business cards, and it turns out that he uh, he listened to the show. He's one of the, the local guys that picked up on it through Facebook when we saw the page. So. When the page was active. When the page was active, <laughs> yeah, back right. when we originally started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way back when. Yeah. We had someone far more reliable working on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's definitely not me. <laughs> Though I smile, the tears inside 